This is your host, Terry Noland, and this is your community. Come on in, grab a seat, and strap in. I'm here with you starting a two-part series on the importance of literacy leaders belonging to a community. Now, this two-part series is going to cover four different things we should consider, and then next week will be the same thing, four different things we need to consider for a total of eight factors that play into why literacy leaders should belong to a community. Now, we all are involved in communities, whether we realize it or not, and whether we have pledged membership or or staked a claim in the ground that said, yes, I am a member of this community. We are members of multiple communities. I just kind of started making a list of the own community that I am involved in, and and the list can get lengthy. And there's There's large communities and there's even smaller communities within those large communities. Community has so many factors involved. I've got my gym community, the people that I work out with in the mornings. Those are people that I see on a regular basis, but they are there for me. We encourage each other. We cheer each other on. We fist bump. Good job. Way to go. I mean, when somebody's not there and then they come back, where were you? What what happened? Are you okay? On vacation, whatever it was, there is that care and concern, even though we do not see each other outside of the gym. I've also got my what I what I call my school community now. That only means because we I raised we raised our family in a very small school community. And we're out here in West Texas. And you know what that means? We just jump in as a community of people and we just celebrated the 4th of July. Guess what we did on the night of the 4th of July? Our small little community always, every year, comes together. We pull our cars and our trucks up to the football field and out in a field beside it, they shoot off fireworks. And it's just a community event coming together sitting there after you've been in the sun all day with some backyard barbecue and just come together as a community. But within that large community, we're involved in this subset, this smaller community of just our friends that came over to our house that we played games with, that we shared a meal with, that we hung out in the pool with, that smaller community, a part of the bigger community. I always think of what the Cathy's, those, that's the family that owns Chick-fil-A. I've probably used this in, as an example a lot. As your community gets bigger, it needs to get smaller. As your business gets bigger, in the case of Chick-fil-A, your business needs to get smaller, meaning that yeah, it, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, but it's getting so big, I feel dis- disconnected and I feel invisible in a room full of people. That's when your community needs to get smaller. And our circle of friends that sat around, there was probably about 20, 25 of us and kids hang out and they're playing Frisbee and, you know, just that sense of belonging. That is our school community, the way that we've always done. And even within that, 
There's also aspects of the groups that I would join when it came to getting involved in the parent-teacher group, when it came to getting involved in our booster clubs community. I had my church community. I had my work community. I have the community that we have at Learning Ally. My teachers, my, my, my soulmates in that community. We all are a part of different communities for different reasons, for different purposes, for different times and different places and spaces of our lives. And they're critical, absolutely critical. And when it comes to literacy leadership, it's no different. It's critical. It's life-saving. This is where when you come hurt and sick and go into the ER and they administer medicine or some type of procedure or regimen or whatever it is, it's life-saving. You can't do literacy alone. I promise you that. You can't do literacy alone. If you're the classroom teacher or the administrator, you can't do it by yourself. Now, you may think, I'm the only one in here sitting in front of these kids right now. It's all me. I'm by myself. And that may be very well and true when you've got those 45 minutes, when you've got that 90 minutes, whatever it is, in front of that child. And it seems like you're by yourself. But who poured into you? Who gave you content? Where did you get the ability to communicate with your kids and know how to respond to them? Who fed you? Who fed your soul before you sat in front of that child? Who gave you strategies? It had to have been a community. Like I said, communities are critical. They're life-saving. And that's why as a literacy leader, I have to commit to being a part of a community because if I'm not and I go and sit in front of those kids or I go and sit in front of my staff and nobody has poured into me, then I got to rely on, on myself. Not always a bad thing because you have more potential than you even realize. I'm going to tell you that right now. But when you get around other people like you, the same passion as you, with the same motivation as you, I'm going to tell you it's going to up-level you like you never thought possible. Get in a community. And of course, of course, Learning Ally has the best community there is when it comes to literacy leadership. You can join our communities. We're going to be giving you links right here in the podcast. We've got a special community that you can get to be a part of, strong, interactive, encouraging. And then we've also got our Learning Halai educator community on Instagram. Get over there. Follow us. See what people are doing. See what people are saying. Get inspired. Okay, like I said, this episode is a two-part series, and I said I'm going to do four today. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how many I get through. There's a total of eight, but this is a two-part series, so we'll, we'll see what happens here. Okay, number one, support and safety in a community. Support and safety. Even as I reflect and think on the different communities that I describe, there's such support that gym community 
I mean, just this morning, we were doing intensive cardio and and that intensive cardio and we were in teams of three and somebody does an exercise for 30 seconds and the next one goes and the next one goes and you're over there huffing and puffing and worn out and before you know it, your time's around. But in between those huffs and puffs, people were cheering your name, clapping, yelling, support and safety. And that's what happens in learning allies, communities. Literacy leadership, we got you. We got you. I got you. We're there to support each other. I heard someone say one time, and I've adopted this phrase and this quote into my own life. And and she said, because somebody asked her, and not that they challenged her on something, but there there was something going on in her family that was kind of an inconvenience, like somebody had gotten sick and and do I go? Do I show up? I've got so much to do, but oh my goodness. And and she said, the reason why I dropped what I had to do, my commitments, and went to be with this family member because it wasn't an actual emergency. The reason I did that is because love shows up. Love shows up. No matter the circumstances, no matter how tired I am, no matter what's going on in my life, love shows up. That's what happens in a community when you support each other, when there's safety, because when love shows up, there is safety. Feels good. I've also heard someone say recently, you know, when it comes to helping others, when aligning our practices to evidence and the science of reading, if somebody's doing something wrong, you know what? Just love them up. Love them up. Don't go in with this big criticism. Well, you shouldn't have done that. Well, my goodness, look at that. I can't believe you're teaching this way. Whoever thought this was a good idea. No, love shows up. Love them up. That's what a community does. You're never going to invite people into your community if you don't love them up first. You've probably heard it say before. We aren't here to topple somebody else's crown. In a loving and supporting and safe community, we are here to straighten each other's crowns. That's what it's about. We are here to see others do good. We are here for the advancement of literacy for our kids. We want them to be contributors to a community. We want them taking our place. We should be training our students to take our places. And what better place to take than to be a part of a contributing person in a community? So support and safety. That's the first factor that we need to think about. All right, here's another one. Connection and belonging. There's a quote that says, the need for connection and community is primal. It's as fundamental as the need for air, water, and food. I mean, we all know the basic needs. We all know what Maslow has to say about our hierarchy of needs. We all know those things. I mean, we've got to have air. We've got to have food. We've got to have water. We've got to have safety. We've got to have shelter. All of those things. But did Maslow forget something? we got to have community. Because I promise you, you're a part of a community, whether you know it or not. 
But my challenge to you would be, are you a contributing part of that community? There's connection and belonging. When I started my journey in this science of reading journey, and I've said it before, I'll say it a million times more. When I was in the classroom, I had no clue. I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to teach reading. Didn't know the first thing. I didn't know what a short vowel was or a long vowel was. I was a student that just picked up reading. It made it rhyme or reason. It just happened. I was a reader. So how in the world would I know about a long vowel and a short vowel? I didn't know. And then when my journey took me down the path of understanding, discovering, and being curious about the science of reading and how to teach kids to read and the importance of literacy, the importance of learning, and it's the underpinning of absolutely everything we do in this world, then I started to feel pretty alone. Like, wait. Oh my goodness, everybody around me must have knew this stuff and I didn't. Wow. I'm over here hitting my hand on my head like, well, you're a dope. Everybody else got it. You didn't. But when I started talking to people, when I started to surround myself in this literacy community, I realized something. And that something was I was not alone. I am not alone. So often in working with students and students that are diagnosed with dyslexia, they think to themselves, why am I different? Why is everybody else around me getting it? What's wrong with me? And then when they realize that there are others out there probably sitting in the same class as them, but nobody's speaking a word, and they realize and they see models and they see examples of what it means to live your life knowing that you've mastered reading and to, to see models of that. And they can say, I know now I'm not alone because sometimes we, we sit in this misery, that, that self-indulgence. And we suffer in silence. A community is about connecting. It's about belonging. And it is that primal need as relevant, as instrumental as that air, that food, that water. That's why we need to be a part of community. It's critical. It's vital. And there is where I connect and where I belong. These are my people. These are people that can talk about the same things that I can talk about. And guess what? We can geek out on short vowels and long vowels and diphthongs and digraphs and final stable syllables till the cows come home because people at my gym, people at my church, people at my work, well, maybe not at my work, people in my school community, they don't get that. They don't get that stuff. These are my people. It's where we can talk about those things. Okay. Let's move on to number three. Number three says that community is a place where you can influence and inspire. Another community that I'm a part of that I didn't mention at the top, I said there's a big long list. This is my leadership community. Now, my leadership community sits outside of the world of education. I want to bring 
leadership to education. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, my goodness, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. And I'm going to challenge and say, remember, leadership is not about title or position. Leadership is about your influence. And are we building leaders? People that live their lives on trust, live their lives on communication, live their lives on valuing others, live their lives on attributes, characteristics, qualities that stand themselves up and say, I want to get better. But the reason I want to get better is so others get better around me. That's what happens in my leadership community. I join calls several times a week with these leaders from around the world, around the world. 7 a.m. on Mondays and Tuesdays are my my scheduled times I do other times throughout the week. And you know what I get from these people? You know what I get? They influence me. Oh, they inspire me. And their stories of triumph and their stories of trial. Yeah, oh, it's what I needed in the moment. It was what I was, that happened to me this week. Can you even believe it? And now you just shared the story and you inspired me to get up, get up, dust your feet off, get going. Thank you for the influence. Thank you for the inspiration. Because we don't come with everybody having figured it out. We come broken. We come broken only to get healed by our community. Influence and inspiration. That's what my leadership community is all about. And when it comes to literacy leadership, I get that in what's happening at Learning Ally. I get inspired. These educators, these administrators that I speak with and I, I read their content, I read their conversations, I hear their voices. They inspire me. You inspire me. You feed, you feed me. You give me the fuel to keep going, the spark that lights the flame. I need that from a community. Those of you that are there with me, I thank you. I encourage you to invite somebody else into that community. Because here's another aspect when it comes to influence and inspiration. Our community shouldn't be closed. Our community should be open. How many people can we influence and inspire? How can we create that love of saying, you join me too? How cool is it? I mean, think back. And as an adult, I guess I'm thinking of situations where you're kind of new to an environment, new to a community, new to a group, new to a thing, whatever it is. And you're kind of worried about going and like, oh, I'm not so sure. This happened to me recently. My gym that I go to very consistently, it closed down all of a sudden, had some, had some issues with the building and I was devastated. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? It's what I know. It's those are my people. Those are my workout buddies. What do I do? And it was a very stressful time for me. 
when they said, we've made the tough decision to close the building, close the facility, but we've given you an alternative. We work with a local gym in the area and they're going to honor your membership. Okay. All right. Well, you know what that meant? It meant I had to show up at the new place that I didn't know. I didn't know where to go. What door do I go in? Who do I talk to? Where do I set my stuff down? I had my little cubby over at my other gym. Now I'm going to have to find a new cubby. Are you kidding me? I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk to new people. I want my people. But I did. I showed up, walked in, and you look like the new person walking in, and you're looking around, and, and oh, my goodness. And you know what happened when I walked in? Somebody that I know came running over to me. Oh, my goodness, you're going to love it here. Here, here, let me show you where to set your stuff down. Oh, this is Leo. He's, he's the one that leads the class. You know what? That inspired me. That inspired me. She modeled for me what a community is all about. Now I'm at this new place, been there a couple of weeks now, and guess what? We're cheering each other on. We're clapping for each other. We're not toppling each other's crowns. Not at all. Community is so important. It's, it's the foundation for what we do in education. It's belonging. It's relationship. It is growing. It's thriving. That's why it's so important to be in a community. Because that's what literacy leaders do. There's no question. It's not whether or not do I want to join. The question is, how fast can I get there? That's what needs to happen in community. Okay, guys, I got through three and I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. And then I told you, you got to hang on to your hat because next week you're coming back for the other five and they're good. I'm not done talking about community. We're not done talking about community because it's only through other people that we're going to make a change in literacy. All right, my friends, until next week. Thank you for going on the journey today. Thank you for being present. Thank you for continuing to grow and learn. If we are going to make an impact on education, create significance in the lives of our students, we need you. If you want to learn more about Learning Ally, visit us at learningally.org and be a part of a transformational community.